Episode 19. I'm, I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mike. And I'm Tyler. It's good to be back. Yep, back a as lot, usual. A lot of things that we missed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you want to start with the, uh, <laughs> what you wanted to start with, Serena? Yeah, let's talk about it first. First of all, congratulations. Naomi well, Osaka. She was, she was phenomenal. Yeah, great job. And, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna like come back to that repeatedly because there's not enough people that are talking about it. Right. But, okay. Um, Go ahead. Well, at this point, like it's been a few days since since the situation played out. Yeah. Um. I gotta say, man, Serena, Serena really showed me a side that I did not think she had. Uh huh. Um, and I'm completely, whatever side is completely against Serena, that's what side I'm on. In because what way? I thought she was entirely to blame for the situation. Um, I thought all three fouls were called within, like, within the rules. Uh huh. Where even if I know the coaching thing is like controversial, where the rule is not enforced consistently, but the umpire caught the the coach giving her signals. Right, and the coach did acknowledge. And the coach acknowledged actually doing that. Mm-hmm. From, from just from those details alone, I don't care about the. I don't care that Serena didn't see them. It's against the rules. Right. Now, I understand the debate of, like, you know, this rule is kind of stupid because coaching is, you know, essential in all sports, and all the all the coaches, you know, do it supposedly, so, you know, what's the problem? Like, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a debate I don't mind having. But for Serena to then break her racket and get another legitimate uh, penalty... Mm-hmm. For her to come back thinking she did nothing wrong, and to start, you know, having a hysterical like attack on the, on the umpire, uh, I believe his name is Carlos Ramos. Yeah, Carlos. I thought whatever. it was completely uncalled for, for her to for her to sit there and demand. Not people are getting upset again because maybe he gave her the 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 game penalty too soon, too quick. Uh-huh. But my thing is if you watched like for those who watched what happened, he didn't give her the penalty as soon as, you know, he she she said thief and he gave her a penalty unreasonably. She said a whole bunch of other stuff before that demanding an apology, you know, saying that this is unfair that she never cheated, you know, flipping out on him that he'll never work one of her games again. So she was losing it for, you know, a good minute before she called him a thief. Right. And he decided, you know, I finally had enough. I'm going to call her for a penalty. Right. So I don't understand where sexism, where, like, any type of discrimination even comes into play. 
And for her, for her to immediately jump on that high horse of, you know, I'm a mother, I represent, like, you know, goodness, and I never did anything wrong, like, to me, to me, it was honestly disgusting to watch. Okay. It made me want to turn off the game. <laughs> okay. And I, I love Serena. I've always loved Serena. Like, I never had any issues with anything she did, whether it was on the court, whether it was, like, something, you know, outside of tennis. Like, all the stuff she, she was doing is great, but I, I, I just think she just lost her composure. She did. And for she did. people to, like, stand up for her, talking about she gets mistreated. I mean, she's dominated the sport. Right. So I don't know where this mistreatment comes from. I also don't like that this official's getting shit on when he's been, uh, when he's been like quick to call penalties in the past with male players. Right. There was just there was no need for the situation to be what it turned out to be. Yeah, I I I would agree. I don't know, man. What did, what did you think? I've been talking a lot. Like, I kind of said how I felt, like, in the moment. <laughs> what did you think? Um, I don't have a problem with what Serena said, per se. I don't... I think she, like, went on longer than I think she should have with, like, the... With her go-off or whatever, you know? Um, right. But I don't... You know... If she felt like she was mistreated, like, I have no problem with her going off, standing up for herself. But, you know, I, I didn't really get the sexism thing either. So with that, like, the way what she ended up, like, saying the reason of it was, I didn't like. Because I think if she had just said, you know, I'm the best I'm the best, and, you know, he's just coming after me because he knows I'm the best or something. I feel like I would be more inclined to, like, be okay with that than what she said. But, you know, the sexism thing, and uh, I do agree that some men get away with those, with the calls, but not to the extent where she can use, like, the sexism thing to me. But, um, yeah, like, overall... If she wanted to go off and, you know, get the other point because she felt like she was, you know, being um, wrongfully treated, I didn't mind that. But overall, yeah, I mean. But for her to continue to, like, make that point after the game and after everything that happened, like, in hindsight, she continued to make that point when it really wasn't there to make. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, I he called it on the coach it's just like any coach in the NBA would get a tech like just because that costs other team points the players would have nothing to do with the coach getting the tech so like in this sense you know the coach he got the uh, violation for the signal so and he admitted he did it so Serena got in trouble but you know I don't know if he called he wasn't calling her a cheater for because of that and um, I get why she went off saying, you know, I'm not a cheater. I've never cheated so-and-so. Um, you know, that's what she believed. But, 
Yeah, I think it was blown out of proportion as well. But I, I do applaud Serena for after the match, making sure Osaka got her praise and that it wasn't. I don't, um, I don't like. I've never really cried at a. Again. Oh, we're back. <laughs> you said you felt awful. Yeah, for man, I felt so bad for the for like that whole moment where Serena had to go like. Had to grab the microphone and then plead for the fans to start stop booing and for them to enjoy her moment. I, like it kind of became everybody was just saying how everybody wanted Serena to win. It, it was hard to watch, honestly, at least for me. Yeah, well, you know, that's why I say I'm glad she did it though, and and didn't let the crowd get away with not, you know, giving Osaka her her due for you know how she played like we both agreed she played amazing but I, I don't think Serena wanted her folly to be to overshadow Osaka's win which I think is uh I don't know if I don't think admirable is the word but um I think it was g- good of her good sportsmanship she didn't show yeah. any bad sportsmanship towards yeah. Osaka which she that. easily could have is is you know, but I agree with that, yeah. so um, again, congratulations, Naomi Osaka and she Japan. Was phenomenal, man. She, she looked like Serena. She looked like prime Serena for a lot of the match. Yeah, she was she was a beast. Uh, it was just great performance. Great performance. Anyway, man, what did you see? What about the other side? What about Djokovic, your boy? Yeah, uh, shout out Novak for the dub. Um, yeah, man, I, I mean, once Nadal um, got hurt again, which I don't remember ever seeing Nadal like last a full year healthy. Right, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't last very long. Right. Uh, once he got hurt, I, I kind of knew. You know, I didn't think Del Potro was gonna be able to give Djokovic a good match. Really? Why not? Um, Del Potro, he always has trouble against the top talent. It's like yeah. he's at the second tier and just can't break the top, like beating the top tier for some reason. And that, I think that's how tennis is a lot of times. Yeah, it is. Um, him and Nadal have had some battles, but when it comes to the other, the other big two, Novak and um. Federer is just, you know, it's it's weird. It's weird how the gap looks, even though Del Potro was, I think he was ranked sec or third in the going into the tournament. But yeah. you know, it's for, like I haven't really kept an eye. Del Potro is one of those like he'll he's been popping up here and there because his mm-hmm. his game kind of has been inconsistent. Yeah. Um, but watching him Sunday. Sunday was the the match, right? Yeah. Yeah, Sunday I caught uh, the first two sets. I didn't catch the third one because at that point it was kind of over. Yeah. I I thought the the match was a lot closer than the score says. Right. I know he lost in three straight sets, but in the second set he was phenomenal. He was, yeah. He he was, I mean, he controlled the, the kind of the tempo a lot of the time. He was being the aggressor. Uh, it just 
he didn't quite finish it. Right. And it showed during the tiebreak where it seemed like Djokovic had a little more poise. Yeah. Uh, he was, he was kind of he wasn't beating himself at times, so it was a fun game. I mean, Del Potro made it competitive, but it's tough, man. He's been fighting for so long. Like if you if you go down his career path, he's come close so many times. Yeah, uh, a lot. Yeah, just falling short, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Djokovic is having a really good year. Djokovic too. was phenomenal. He was just like in his prime. I mean, he showed no, no type of weakness. Yeah, yeah. He's one of the more well-rounded out of all the players too. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. Um. Yeah. I guess that's it. Good, good weekend in tennis. It was. It was. Good U.S. Yep. Open uh, finals. Yeah. So let's All right, talk so about the other the other sport that kicked off football. Football. All right, get into it. What we got? I'm trying to like I'm just gonna talk about the the stuff that interested me over the weekend. Uh huh. Um, and I mean the most interesting thing of the weekend was probably uh, Aaron Rodgers' comeback. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. Uh, yeah, Sunday night. Um, and I I. I was busy, so I, I didn't get a chance to watch. Um, and I, I checked the score when they were losing by like 20 or 17 or something like that. Yeah. And I read that Rodgers left the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I saw that he was carted off, I thought, you know, it's over. The Packers lost another season. Uh, it's, you know, <laughs> it's over for the Packers, basically. I mean, they go where, you know, how wherever Aaron Rodgers takes them. Right. And, and he, he came back, and he was flawless. I, I saw the, the touchdowns. I saw some of the throws he made. I mean, he's he's the best quarterback in football to me. Right. He's just, right. There's more things he can do than Brady. Brady's the most successful, if you want to, like, give a Brady a title. Uh, but, yeah, man, he, Rodgers can do things that nobody else can do. Yeah. Um, but, I, thought, I mean, Brady looked phenomenal. Um, yeah, man, I thought the week, the weekend was a lot of – the games are close. Yeah. A, uh, a lot of the games are really the close. Except for the Ravens game, but uh, – Yeah, Ravens spanked. Uh, <laughs> Redskins had a good game, too. Yeah, I mean, again, they were playing the Cardinals – Cardinals aren't right. very good. Yeah, that's right. Why is Larry Fitzgerald still playing? How old is he now? He's getting up there. He's, he's got to be in the mid-30s. Yeah. Well, um, have you heard all the talk about Dak being, you know, not good? <laughs> I mean, all the factual evidence that's starting to point to that? Yes, I have seen that. <laughs> so, so tell me more. What do you... What's going on? I, mean, I never, I never believed he was a good quarterback. Okay. I mean, they were his rookie year. They were their team was so fire. Right. And this, this is the thing to me in football that almost gets lost. If uh-huh. your line, if your line can give you like five seconds to throw the ball, 
you're going to have a great year. Right. I mean, I've seen, you know, I've seen guys like Sam Bradford play well when the line is protecting him. I've seen a, a ton of subpar quarterbacks. Case Keenum. Right. I mean, Case Keenum was below average yesterday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, man, I thought his first year the line was phenomenal, and they had a amazing running game. So Dak didn't didn't – he didn't have a lot of pressure to do a lot. Right. But now now the roster has gotten significantly worse. Um, and from what I saw, they were competitive in the in the game in the against Carolina. Mm-hmm. But man, Dak I just he can't make throws down the field. Right. He can't make throws down the field. You don't have big plays. Um, and their receivers are already suspect. Right. I mean, I, I wouldn't hesitate to say they have the worst group of receivers in the in the National Football League. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I challenge a casual fan to name me a wide receiver on the Cowboys. Like I don't know any of them. That's what I'm saying. Like, Terrence Williams is the only one I know. Like uh, Jason Witten retired. Des got kicked out. It's who else is there? Cole Beasley, that's the name that's up here right now on the okay. Anyway, recap. But <laughs> yeah, man. But I'm I'm. I just think Dak is not that good. I just think he doesn't he doesn't find those windows that great quarterbacks find. Right. And he also doesn't use his athleticism like he can. Right. He he always seems hesitant to run with the ball. So yeah. I, I don't understand why. I just. Yeah, man, I don't think he's very good. Okay. What about you? What do you think? Uh, I agree with you. I I I I thought he was. I thought he was fearless at first. I kind of I thought he had a nice a good heart, a good motor and stuff. But as far as skill, yeah, I, I didn't think he was like you know, amazing. Yeah, but I, I, I do think he's a great like leader. Yeah, yeah. He seems to be a great leader. But I, I don't really know what's what happened. <laughs> or what, you know, I don't think anything happened. I just don't think he's as good as it seemed at first. Just, you know, basically what everyone's saying. Right. I'm, I'll, I'll say uh, Dallas, I know it's only one week, and every week, like, the, the narrative can kind of change. Yeah. Based on if you win or lose. But I think Dallas is in for a really long season yeah I think really they're gonna long be... frustrating and difficult season yeah they're gonna have a rough season yeah for sure and, and Dak I think this is the turning point for Dak because if he has a like if he has a year like he had last year mm-hmm. he's he's gonna fall behind all like the, in the rankings and stuff right yeah what else happened, man? Uh, what about your Giants kind of choking the, the the Jaguar game? Man, I don't have anything to say about that. Uh, the star players came to came to play. Yeah. I thought Barkley uh, looked really good. He did. Odell looked just all right, I but I would have liked the touchdown from Odell. Yeah. At least one, but it's okay. Um, I mean, the Giants are in better shape than the Cowboys did. Eli's numbers weren't 
garbage, but just, you know, he wasn't clutch this time. It's not, it's not the playoffs, and it's not uh, Tom Brady on the other side. <laughs> right. So that tells you the kind of Eli, the Eli you're going to get for the night. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, man. Shout out to Eli. Happened? Did you see what uh, Tampa Bay and New Orleans? No, I, d- I didn't see it. Brian Fitzpatrick went, like, insane. 417 yards. For four touchdowns. Wow. Dude, this is a guy who led the league in interceptions like two years ago. I don't even know where he was last year. And right. He, start, he started uh, Sunday and was just d- annihilated the Saints. Well, uh, was Winston not there last year? I think Winston is either suspended or injured. Well, I'm saying that's he was there last year, though. Starting right, that's why he yeah, wasn't. Winston was starting last year. That's where Ryan Fitzpatrick was on the bench. Yeah. Fitzpatrick is the ultimate NFL like journeyman quarterback survivor. Yeah, he plays just well enough to keep himself on a roster. Right. I mean, I've seen. I him, like that though. I've seen him be atrocious. I like that though. Just well enough to stay on a roster. That's that's no, cool with me. Yeah, that's I don't mind him. Like he's a solid backup quarterback. Yeah. If if I got if I'm going with you know a star guy and Fitzpatrick is the guy I have backing him up, I I have no issue with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Why did the Ravens blow the Bills out like that? Did you see Nathan Peterman? No, I didn't. He uh. He had a QBR of zero. <laughs> He's, I think, I don't know if it's the first time in history. I think somebody else did that. Yeah. I think Peyton Manning did that his last year one time. Yeah, you maybe. That one, that one game when he had like four picks? Yeah. Yeah, this was something similar. Nathan Peterman was a uh, phenomenal, I, I don't remember the completion numbers, but he had 24 total yards. And um, two interceptions. <laughs> wow. That's really trash. This is the same guy who who replaced Tyrod Taylor and threw five picks in the first half. What, what was... Why didn't Josh Allen play the whole game? Because they were getting murdered? I, I assume so. I couldn't uh, tell you. The Bills, the Bills don't look very good at all. No, they're, they're going to struggle this year. Major. Crazy how how quickly things things can change because they were a playoff team last year. I would have liked Lamar Jackson to get more than four passes off. Yeah, uh, the Ravens look good, man. To be honest, Flacco looked really good. Two thirty six. Motivated. The the good. The, I mean, the best quarterbacks are coming out the gates with some, you know, some really good performances. They are. To start. I thought all the top. All the top tier quarterbacks, except maybe Big Ben. Yeah. And he's debatable what like top tier you want to put him in, but besides Big Ben, I thought all the elite quarterbacks looked good. Yeah. Uh, like, what did you think of Darnold? Did you see his highlights? I did. You see the atrocious pick six. He uh, he just threw up for grabs. I did. 
God, that was that was the worst throw I've seen in years. <laughs> it was Actually, definitely I'm the so, worst throw. I'm sorry. Of the night. Uh, I apologize, Derek Carr. He threw a worse one. He threw one right to the to the other fucking team. <laughs> Dude, to me, to me, if if a defensive player literally stands there to intercept the ball, yeah, this was awful. <laughs> right. And the def- I think it was a linebacker or maybe a cornerback, but he just stood there and the ball just fell in his hands. That's crazy. Like, no, co- you- no competition for the catch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but Monday, Monday was hard to watch. I actually watched Monday's games. Sunday, I kind of just saw the highlights and the stories. Mm-hmm. But Monday, I tried to watch the games a little bit. Man, the Lions are hot trash. And the Raiders are right there behind them, to be honest. Yeah, they are. Did you see the nonsense that the coach tried to say after the game? No, what did he say? So, you know how they traded Khalil Mack, and Khalil Mack was phenomenal for Chicago. He had a pick. I think he had a – did he have a pick six? (laughs) Yeah, I think he did. He had a pick six. He had a – like a – Sack, a fumble recovery, like he was phenomenal. Uh huh. And the the Raiders coach who traded him away. Uh, yep. Right after the game goes, well, we didn't have a pass rush. That's it. Yeah. How do you, <laughs> I don't understand how you could say that after you just willingly traded your only chance at a pass rush. Right. That's that should had me shook. Yeah, that 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 is kind of dumb to say, you know. Like, duh, you didn't have one. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> the Raiders, uh, Derek Carr looked awful. I like Stafford. Stafford threw more picks, but I thought Carr like Carr lost the game more than Stafford did. Right. Where the Lions just the Lions were getting killed, like in all aspects, special teams, offense, defense. Mm-hmm. The Raiders were in the game for a, a large chunk. They were up at halftime, but, man, Carr is just out there flinging it to God knows who. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, back to Darnold. I thought Darnold was good after the pick six. Yeah. He wasn't He wasn't phenomenal, but it's his first game, so. Right. The fact that, the fact that he could overcome a pick six is, is a good sign for me. Yeah. Yeah. Plus the Jets have a good team. I don't know, they do. You you're a New York guy. You, you you ever see yourself rooting for the Jets? No. Wow. If they go to the Super Bowl, you're not rooting for them? No. <laughs> oh wow. Not that I'm not picking them to go to the Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. No. I. I no. Nah. Have a nice team. Yeah. J- you know, New York is split. Where. Uh, the upstate roots for the Giants, the Got Yankees. It, so it's a territorial thing. Yeah, and then down south of New York, they root for the Jets and the Mets, kind of close to Jersey. Yeah. The Nets, they could have those too. Everything that has ETS in it, that's for them. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we we root for the Knicks, the Giants, and the Yanks. Uh. Okay. Okay. Only That's other thing is the Eagles uh Eagles squeezed out a win. 
last a week ago. Uh huh. But um, yeah, man, that's it for football. It was a good good opening week, man. A lot of fun. Did you catch any um, uh, college football news? Uh, news, yeah. I saw the the Alabama quarterback, the starter, is is the front runner for Heisman. And I saw his, he had he was like flawless on third down or something insane. He was like ten for ten with four touchdowns. Wow. This is this is just on third down, like something ridiculous. Right. Um, yeah, but besides that, uh, yeah, man, college football, not really. Yeah, me neither. Not really. Not really my, I'll be paying attention when the playoffs come. Yeah. I usually like to wake up and catch some of the, the last, like, couple bowls and the national championship. There's just so many teams, man. I really don't, I mean. The thing for me, like, football games are tough, because. The attention, like, they're, they're so long, and there's so much commercials and breaks that sometimes the attention span's just not there. Right. Especially in the defensive games, man. It, like, the Cowboys game, from what I saw in the highlights, looked so boring. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Did you see any in college, or were you just asking? I was asking because I didn't see any. Yeah, we're we're kind of trash this week with the <laughs> with the sports, man. This week we are, but you know we'll we'll get we we'll get deeper into it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, talk about basketball, man. There's a lot of stuff. Well, not a lot, but there's some news. All right, like what? Well, the the primary thing is Russ's recent uh, revelation. Right. That he's having surgery. You know, Russ is... It's tough to talk about injuries with Russ. Because he comes back Why? so fire. I mean, Russ has had, like, major knee surgery, uh, like, several different times. And granted, granted, his, his surgeries haven't been, like, complete uh, reconstruction or anything like that. But he's still, you know, repairing a meniscus or, you know, something like something small like that. That still takes time to recover. Because he's come back so fire. Right. He comes back and he shows no sign of slowing down. Right. That's why That's why it's hard for me to look at this. And this is another similar injury to what he's had before. Yeah. Where, where he's missing about a month. Maybe he'll probably miss several more weeks than they're saying because, you know, it's it's Westbrook. He's the, the key to the city, the franchise. So they're right. going to take care of him, but he's a phenomenal athlete, man. Yeah, he is. And One of the greatest. Not, have not stopped him at all. Right. Yeah. What, what is exactly the injury? Just sorry, I know. Um, I don't, I'm not sure. I just, I saw it was knee surgery, um, but I didn't, it didn't seem like he had like a event like a you know like a time where he went down and something happened to him um yeah i don't i don't know what the recent one is yeah man i think he'll be fine he's got he's got what how long do we got until the start of the nba year a little over a month about a month and a half yeah 
about a month because they said he would miss four weeks and they're not sure if he'll be back for the I think I think worst case scenario he misses a couple of like opening games and that's and that's absolute worst case yeah I agree I don't think it's anything to be worried about yeah um what else for NBA gotta be something else you see what uh, Ray Allen said about LeBron? <laughs> no, I don't like Ray Allen's comments normally, but let's I mean, hear he, it. He didn't say anything crazy. He just said that, uh, you know, they asked him about LeBron and L.A., and he, he talked about how LeBron will need to reinvent himself uh-huh. uh, to, to, you know, to be successful in L.A., which I don't, uh-huh. think, he, I don't think he needs to, but I think he will. Well, well I, I don't know, I don't know why it was being discussed in all the talk shows like this morning, but I just thought it was, it was a good basketball response. Yeah, he's moving I, teams. I agree. He's moving teams. He's moving to a team where there's already people who can handle the ball and make plays. So obviously he's gonna have to adjust. Right. But uh, yeah, man, what's your, what's your issue with Ray Allen? Why'd you say you don't like normally the stuff he says? Because it, it just seems to never have any real value. So, it, it, like, it, sometimes it seems like he's just saying stuff for relevance yeah, maybe. to me. Because he's so irrelevant. I never really get why his comments are even, like, broadcasted. But I think he makes sure they're, uh, you know, they make enough noise to be, you know, to matter. But yeah, I got you. Maybe not. Maybe he's just saying it because he genuinely feels it, which would be fine. It's his world. Um, what'd you think of the Hall of Fame in general? Um, I thought it was good. I I didn't have any problems with who went in. Did you? Yeah. No, me neither. Nash was a good good move. Yeah, of course. Um. I thought I think Nash. Nash is kind of going to get forgotten because he's not as good as some of the other historic point guards. Right. But I thought Nash, uh, he, he changed the game in, in a lot of ways. He did. I, in my opinion, and we'll have to do one of these lists, but Nash is definitely top five ever to not win a ring. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, you know, Unfortunately, that Lakers team was hot garbage. His chance to win a ring, right. but uh, they had some, Phoenix had some chances, man. Yeah, but Kobe was there too, so yeah, Kobe was not. I, I I can't get mad at Nash for losing to Kobe. Right. As long as Kobe was there, Phoenix seemed like they had chances, but you know. Same way in the East for a lot of years with you know teams struggling against LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. Indiana, Boston, Atlanta. You know. Yeah. All could have had finals appearances if it wasn't for LeBron. Yeah, and think about all the other players that would have rings if it wasn't for Jordan. Right. You know, Barkley and Stockton, Malone. Uh, Malone probably would have been one of the greatest play, like probably the greatest forward ever. Right, yeah. If he if 
he went back to back instead of MJ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd be hard to argue at that point. I think the Rockets would have won a couple more, more rings, you know, uh, than they did without Jordan. True. Um, Hakeem and uh, that crazy squad yeah, that he had. Squad was, that squad didn't look that crazy, but they, they could find ways to win, man. Yeah, and then, you know, then they got Barkley later, and then they kind of had, like, a super team that just didn't work out. Yeah, because they're all old, kind of like the Lakers. You're right. The, all the Lakers super teams. <laughs> like the... Uh, Peyton and Malone Lakers super team <laughs> that played a total of 20 games together. <laughs> That's the team that got killed by the Pistons, right? Yeah. No, no, they didn't even, they didn't even make the finals. Oh, they lost to the Spurs? Yeah. Oh, they're poop. Yeah. Um, but, um, I did have another uh, NBA topic. Um, why is LeBron making a show after Ben Simmons' life? I saw that. Why is he doing that? I don't know, man. I feel I feel like this is one of those situations where you um, this this is my my thought process. LeBron to me is such a smart like dude when it comes to just life. Uh huh. That I don't think he he makes a choice like you know creating a show about something without seeing the potential that's there. Okay. So so to me, like, with a move like this, I, I'm going to take a step back and have faith until I see it. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I want to shit on the idea because it sounds stupid. <laughs> but, I mean, LeBron, back in the day, uh, bought a piece of... Um, what was the Premier League club was it was it Liverpool that LeBron bought yeah I don't know I didn't know he bought a soccer team he bought like 10% or maybe even less than that he brought like a, he bought a small piece of I think it was Liverpool mm-hmm. and, and Liverpool has increased in value like you know exponentially since he's he's taken uh, some control so, mm-hmm. so I, I give LeBron the benefit of the doubt man I agree with you. The idea seems like trash. <laughs> it's just weird. Yeah, but I, I feel like LeBron wouldn't agree to it or decide to do it if, if there wasn't something there. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like there's more basketball to talk about, but I can't seem to you know find anything. I mean, since Ryan Anderson, nothing like trade-wise has gone on that I know of. Yeah, because training camp has started, right? I, I don't know if it has it started yet. Uh, they usually start. Oh, I guess they started three weeks before the season, right? It'll be starting like soon. Yeah, usually they don't trade anybody out of out of training camp, but. Yeah. Since it hasn't started, I I don't know why. You know, sometimes there's little trades that, like, they don't say. Like, some years I'm watching the game and someone comes off the bench that was on a different team last year. I'm like, yo, how, you know, what happened? Right. You ever see that? Yeah. And then, uh, or a free agent 
you know I but um, you know the problem is the news picks and chooses like different stuff than they used to um, you know somebody like Monte Ellis you know for example could get signed and it just won't be on the news because LeBron's Ben Simmons show is on the news you know but with that being said, I don't think there has been anything either. Um, all right, back to football real quick. You see that they're not gonna um, enforce the anthem rule, right? You saw you saw that. Uh, I didn't see it, but it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I, um, yeah, it doesn't surprise me either. I guess, but. I think that the timing of them saying it kind of surprises me because they just said it on the ninth. It came out um, with everything else that's going on with the Kaepernick thing and all that. I guess people will have been wondering since the season has started what's going to happen, so they had to say it that day. But um, I don't know. I, I guess it's in, I guess it's interesting if for those who really care about the anthem thing uh i like that uh kaepernick acknowledged the two dolphins guys that uh that kind of kept it, kept it going yeah 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 i thought it was i thought it was a cool good move that is cool he's a cool dude man i mean regardless of what shoes people are wearing or burning cap is a cool I mean, dude nike's doing fine man i saw the the whole did you see the whole thing that they're uh Online numbers like went up a lot. Yeah. So yeah, man, Nike's gonna be fine. I think Kaepernick's gonna be fine, man. He's he's doing a good thing, like. Right. It, at the end of the day, it's it it fucking sucks that like he's he lost his job because of that. And I'm glad. What what really what's really awesome is that it hasn't like killed his drive. Right. To represent, because you know, uh, I'm sure there's guys who would have, you know, made a made a stance about something, and then you know, if, if shit goes wrong, they just drop off the face of the earth. Right. But Kaepernick is like, is sticking with it. He's pushing forward, which is which is a really good thing to do. Yeah. And um, I mean, he'll get another job. It may not be in the NFL, but he'll be somewhere where he'll be important um, and be able to do what he's doing right now and that's you know work for the betterment of you know society right now you know um uh that's all I got man yeah I think we're done with sports Rashawn McCoy's in trouble um somebody else got in trouble that I wanted to talk about who? Oh no, that was music. I apologize. I'll I'll bring it up <laughs> relatively soon. Uh, real quick, we were talking about Serena. She officially was fined seventeen thousand yeah. dollars, which for her not too much. But I, I'll tell you a quick thing. I, I was watching the game with my dad, uh-huh. and my dad pointed out something to me that that was kind of fishy. 
but um, if you if for those who watch the game um, at the moment that Serena receives the penalty for coaching mm-hmm. so my dad's like they, well, apparently what the coach was saying was kind of like attack the net or push forward yeah and you know coincidence or not but my dad pointed out that after the fact she did start attacking the net and pushing forward a lot more often. Right. So just saying, for those of you who are just buying all in, in into all the hype that Serena didn't know what was going on, <laughs> you know, maybe think about it for a second. And plus, I mean, maybe she knew and she wasn't going to use it, but yeah. since she already got hit with the violation, you might as well use it. Yeah, man. Uh, she she should either way, man. Whoever's like whoever's really to blame is up to you know whoever sees the situation. But I think Serena in either case could have done a better job of handling like her emotions in that moment mm-hmm. and just being more composed. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So. And the, and the other thing that kind of sucked is that she kind of had momentum when that happened too. Yeah. But. Um, uh, all right, away from tennis, last thing I want to touch on is uh, boxing this weekend. Last weekend, first of all, Danny Garcia and Sean Porter fought. Sean Porter won. It's a really close match. Um, this weekend, Triple G and Canelo Alvarez, uh, two, fight of the year as far as hype. Um, you know, for those listening, definitely – Hit that up, man. Even if you're not a boxing fan, this will really be uh, a fun fight to watch. Somebody's probably going to get knocked out this time. But, you know, that's just my prediction from the first one. Um, was a draw. So I think these guys are going to come out with something to prove, you know. Show uh, without a doubt who wins. And the best way to do that is by knocking somebody out. So, um yeah, man, tune in. Uh, I believe it is Saturday. Uh, and real, another thing on boxing, Oscar De La Hoya is, uh, <laughs> if you, you know who Oscar De La Hoya is, right, Mike? Yeah, I haven't heard that name in a long time, but yeah. He's planning to run for president. <laughs> like the United States president? Yeah, he was born in California. I I looked it up because I knew you know he was uh, recognized like an international guy mogul I guess but he is a California native and he is planning to run for president twenty twenty. I mean, to be fair, not I can I can make a joke about how like Trump is so awful it doesn't really matter who runs at this point. Uh huh. But. To put it in perspective, Arnold Schwarzenegger became a governor, and he could barely speak English. So <laughs> right. anything is possible, man. Yeah. Right. I, I'll say this about boxing. I don't know if we talked. Did we talk about the? Um, I don't know. This was maybe a week or two ago, but the dude who walked out when the fight started. <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk about it. Dude, I didn't I really know what to say. So funny. It was hilarious, dude. Watching it, watching the video of him just leaving. Oh my yeah. god! It was. I was in tears. 
Again, I'm not I'm not into all the details because it was t- like I couldn't give a fuck less. I saw it was something about uh, like he was maybe not he was upset that he wasn't getting paid enough. Yeah, I didn't get the details afterwards either. But my parents um, watched it live and called oh, me and no. you know told me about it. And <laughs> so it was, was the crazy thing shocking. I've ever seen. Yeah, I was I was shocked to see that. And the other fighter was, was, like, not that surprised, it seems yeah. like. He was He's just like, oh. laughing it off. You're like, oh, here he goes. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the wildest things I've ever seen. I know that that guy lost a fuck ton of money for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm relative. Sure they, they took his earnings from that fight. Which wasn't going to be anything crazy, though. I mean, but that's probably his, like, you know, Career, it might have been so. his b- biggest payday, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So. What was the guy's name? Do you even know his name? No, he's not a. Um, yeah, he, it wasn't. A I huge think he's only been on TV show. once before that. And and first and last time. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's not it's going not, back on. You know. Yeah, for sure. He, he. I. I would think he would be done for most promoters. Um. I don't know about all. Maybe Golden Boy Oscar might hook him up with the presidential package. <laughs> the Air Force One package. Okay. But <laughs> I don't know, man. He he's probably done. But shout out to him, whatever his name is. Um I don't feel like looking it up. Uh Yeah, man. So anything else for sports? I think it's time to go to music. Oh, real quick, last thing. Halle Berry is gonna be in an MMA movie, and like be the star of it. I don't know how that's gonna work. I don't know if she's really gonna be a boxer. I mean, you know, an MMA fighter, or I don't know. But that's just some quick news. Kind of covers two different categories that we talk about so well, I have I have some stuff to talk about movies if you want to get into movies for like five ten minutes uh yeah go ahead because music Before, needs to be set aside a, probably a couple minutes honestly but um I did went to see the nun uh-huh and I don't know why I saw this but searching searching which one is that that's uh, with the, the abduction Harold and Kumar guys yeah, he, the Asian one, and he's searching for his daughter, and it's like it's kind of like Unfriended, where it's through a computer screen. Uh huh. Um, I'm not a big fan of that. No, yeah, it, it's tough. That <laughs> that whole thing is is weird. But yeah, I'll talk about that one first. Uh, I gotta say, man, for like you you said you don't like that style. Yeah. This movie used it a lot better than Unfriended does. Uh huh. They probably could learn from it. Got to learn from Unfriended. Yeah, and also I think Unfriended was kind of limited because it was a horror movie. Mm-hmm. So you know they had they had to throw in some you know like jump scares or some kind of scares, but th- this movie was a more traditional thriller. Um, obviously, it was you know with the daughter being missing and he's searching for the missing daughter. Mm-hmm. But this movie plays out uh, very well. I think I think it's because it's realistic. Like you buy all the stuff that happens, and he's a better that. actor too. Oh yeah, he's much better. Which helps. Yeah, he was really good, and 
and it's also tough to be an actor in that situation because you're kind of just like performing on a screen. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, he the the acting was great. I thought the story progressed in an interesting way. Um, and you bought you bought every decision, every like situation that played out because it was realistic. Mm-hmm. And I thought that made the style work. You see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I get because, it. Because the movie was realistic, like, you could kind of feel that, like, I'm looking at this through a computer screen type of thing. I don't know. It's hard to explain. I, I just think it worked. Okay. I gotcha. Uh, I'm rolling. And the movie made me excited for what the genre and, like, that style could do, honestly, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. Okay. I would definitely recommend it. I don't think anybody's going to see it, to be honest. I didn't hear <laughs> anything about it. I didn't even realize it was actually at the theaters. Yeah, the, the marketing has not been very good. Right. For it, but yeah, man, it, it's a fun movie. I think I think it's a movie that people will stumble on on TV later on. And yeah. And will be pleasantly surprised by how good it is. Maybe in the red box, definitely. they'll stumble upon it. Oh, what's that? Maybe, maybe not Redbox, maybe like Netflix. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Netflix yeah. or maybe it'll catch it on like a, one of the network channels way later on. Yeah, FX and, or something. Yeah, and, and the other big movie I'll talk about is The Nun. I'm a horror guy, so of course I had to go see it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, man, and it's not, it's not getting reviewed that well. Right. Uh, a lot of people are saying it's, it's the disappointment of the franchise. And, what uh, franchise is it? Like the, the, the whole Conjuring universe thing. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't even realize that. All right. Because yeah, the, the nun did pop up in Conjuring 2. <clears throat> oh, okay. For a small part. But, yeah, man, I, this movie, it's not bad. Um, Is it, you know, is it a great movie? I don't think so. I mean, it, it doesn't really introduce anything new. To the and you genre. saw all the Conjurings? Yeah. Is, how does it, you know, oh, how is it uh, compared to those? Nah, it doesn't really hold up. I'll, I love. I thought The Conjuring Two was the scariest movie of that year, and probably I don't think I've seen a scarier movie since. Uh huh. Um. So yeah, I mean, the I think that was one of the problems. This movie had a high expectation to live up to. Mm-hmm. I also thought the last movie in this like series was really good which was Annabelle Creation uh huh and it, that was like a surprising hit so I thought maybe this one will do it again but yeah this movie's good and you've seen The Nun so you kinda know what the scare is right and they do a good they do a good job of you know the, the environment is really cool like the majority of the movies in a abandoned um like castle mhm and it's really creepy. It's really eerie. Builds the the tension builds well, but I thought they overused some of the scares. Where mm-hmm. towards the end of the movie, you kind of see like you kind of see them coming, which is a really bad thing for me. I agree. Um, and also, they didn't really develop the characters at all. It, which what I do you mean? The Conjuring does really well. You care for the family, the Lorraine family, like the investigators. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You care for the and, and they even like they even build the the victims of the the haunting. Mm-hmm. Where in this movie they just kind of they show you how the nun got created, 
they throw some people in the situation and that's it. Right. You don't really know much about anybody and a lot some of the characters are just kind of quirks, like they're just kind of there for a joke or there for like a funny like a cool moment, but yeah, I thought it was kind of a letdown. <clears throat> oh, okay. Again, I would I would recommend it for a, like a horror movie if you're looking for one. Mhm. But like I, I don't. I'm not surprised that it's letting so many people down. That makes sense. I'm, that makes I'm, sense. The one I'm looking forward to is Predator. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm looking forward to it or not. A, a lot of people think it's gonna be bad. I, I don't want to say that, but uh, yeah, a lot of if you read my mind, don't want to say that. If you read my mind, that's what I, my mind would be saying. But I want it to be good because I love the first one. I love the second one. And it's just, I didn't like the other, whatever they try to do. The other adaptations with oh, Alien. And, oh, huh? Alien, ver- Alien versus Predator. Yeah, and then a- then Predators when they were on that. That was with Adrian Brody, right? Yeah, you didn't like Adrian Brody? No, I don't. But <laughs> I, I didn't... <laughs> I didn't like the movie or him in there. So, uh, I don't know, man. They're kind of, they're kind of taking it a little further than I would like them to. My two things that are keeping me excited, and I agree with you that, like, I don't know how excited I really want to be because I am nervous. Right. Um, but my two things, the, the character of Predator has just always been so cool that I feel like if it's if it's the right people working on it, like something cool is going to happen. Right. And the other thing is the cast is fire. Cast is better than the cast, than I the team, thought it would the be. The team they got from from what I'm seeing in the trailers, they got a key key in there. Yeah. They got um the guy from like, Sterling K Brown is on there, yeah, right? Yeah, he's in there, man. The Thomas Jane is in there. Yeah. Uh, the, Where is the main he man? character, the main character from Narcos. Okay, I don't know he's, his name, he's, but he's the lead guy, kind of. Uh huh. From, from the trailers, he was the bad guy in Wolverine, remember? Or in, not Wolverine, in uh, Logan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember the guy with the metal arm? Yeah. Yeah, it's that dude, and he's he's a good actor, man. He he brings a lot of fun to to the roles I've seen him in. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So yeah, those two, the, the cast and the the character kind of are keeping me excited. But I I've heard uh, I've heard not that great things about it. Right. I got I heard that they're a little too focused on the humor, which I'm nervous about. Oh, Olivia Munn too is in there. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you said a little too focused on the humor. Yeah. Which I mean, which, which makes me very skeptical. I, if it's not coming from Key, I don't want to see any other humor in there. <laughs> you know, yeah, I feel like be. you can't have Key in a movie and him only be serious. So I'm cool with him, you know, a couple lines. But right. if the they go any further really, than that. That really freaks me out is that they're going to take it in, like, the Marvel route. Oh, no. And I don't <laughs> want them to do that at all. I don't want them to do that either. Marvel went way, way over the top with their comedy after a while. Well, um, yeah, they did, but um, Marvel, like, finds, 
finds a good enough balance. Yeah, not, most they of the haven't time. Always, they haven't always, like, I agree they haven't always, usually Ant-Man is where they kind of slip up. Right. And that, where, and it's cool when you establish it like that, like Ant-Man was from the jump. He was kind of a go- well, that's why, goofball. That's why, yeah, that's why Marvel's better than everybody else, because they established everything that they're doing. Right. Yeah, but I think Iron Man, like Tony Stark himself, kind of got more comedic with, you know, as the movies went on. Because I think the first one, he was just kind of comedic. Then, like, Marvel realized people liked it. So, like, oh, yeah, y'all like that? Okay. So then the next next couple, he got really comedic. But then, you know, obviously the tragedies and stuff changed them. But you know what I'm saying. It, It, um, they didn't adjust. They adjusted a little too much. They over-adjusted, so they they brought it back, though, I think, yeah. for most of the main stars. But well, I'm going to see Predator. I, I'm, not, I'm probably going to wait a little bit. Um, I'm going to wait to see how people react to it. But that's not going to – even if the reactions aren't good. I mean, the nun reactions weren't good, and I still went to see that, so. <laughs> um, right. And, yeah, and – Horror movies have a lot um, more room to fail, I feel like, than for sure than action and uh, you know, like the Predator is gonna be. Um, yeah. All right, I'm and gonna see last, it too for one, sure. One last piece of news before I forget, um, mm-hmm. since we're on movies. Uh, did you see Henry Cavill is is leaving DC? Yeah. You saw that. Did you I read did. into it? I didn't read into it, but I did see it. I didn't. So I, read I almost just didn't want to read into it. I mean, it's tough, man. I I don't love Henry Cavill as an actor. Uh huh. I mean, he hasn't really done that much to be loved. Right. But I'm gonna be honest. He I liked him as Superman. I did too. He. He just worked like whatever he did as an actor for that role, it worked. Where yeah. I bought, I bought kind of like, I mean, Superman's been around forever, so you kind of know you have an outline for what he's like. Right. And I thought Cavill captured that really well. Now the movies haven't always, you know, been amazing. Justice League, I don't know what was going on, but I don't blame Cavill. I think Cavill has remained good even in Justice League. I think he's been the best in every movie he was in for yeah, the for those. Been, he's been the only casting choice where I'm like at like I have never had a moment when I'm like, you know, maybe he doesn't fit in this role. Right. I had that about I had that, you know, issue or a potential issue with every other casting of the Justice League members. Ben oh Affleck, yeah, for sure. I don't know about that one. Yeah. Ben Affleck has kind of spiraled out of control with the whole personal life situation, but Gal, uh, Gal made me a believer of her, but the well, other she, one, she had to make me a believer. I, did, I wasn't a believer to begin with. Right. Exactly. That, she, she's done a great job, also, but in, in Justice League, I thought they they fucked her up. Yeah, I do too. I think they went o- OD in there. Hopefully, yeah. the her um, Wonder Woman two will be better. Um, Aquaman's coming up. Uh, uh, Jason Momoa. I don't know if he can handle the the comedic timing that they're going for. 
Yeah, like I think he look wise he's perfect, but the oh, rest of it Yeah, he's flawless look wise. Yeah, but the rest of it, you know, I, I don't know. I and I don't like the like deadbeat turned superhero kind of thing. I mean, yeah, it's played out. It is played out. And like to do it with the god of the sea and whatnot, like come on, man. Like it just seems like they got to create to me, they, they have to create a good story around the character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, to to where you can kind of get something new out of it. Right. Yeah. Um, a, overall, man, I think it's a bad move. I don't know why they're... Do- I read that um, the, the idea is that they're not going to need Superman in the direction that they're going. Is Ben of, Affleck like, still going to be Batman? So far, but I don't think that's gonna last much longer. I know for a while they said Gyllenhaal was gonna take his place, yeah. but I think Gyllenhaal backed out of it once. I like Gyllenhaal, but I don't know if I like him as Batman. Yeah, I I really like him, but he just seems so. <laughs> he seems just way too scrawny to be Batman. Yeah, I, I, he was good as the boxer, though. He was, he, yeah, he, he was. Got, he got built for. I mean, Southpaw was. It's an okay movie. It kind of got overshadowed by uh, Creed, I believe. Yeah, um, it did. Yeah. But, yeah, man. Uh, Hall. He's, he's underrated one, to he's, me. He's another one that I would give the benefit of, of the doubt to, kind of like LeBron. Yeah. Because he's a really good actor. He really Pro- is. A proven really good actor. He's definitely underrated to me. I, I think he should be mentioned when people talk about, you know, some of the best right now. Well, when I say right now, I mean um, active. Because, like, you know, I don't think he's the best, but the best aren't always active. He is active. Um, But, yeah, man. I'm going to ask you, like, what would you do if you were in DC's shoes right now? And I lost Henry Cavill? Just, like... What would if I if I hired you today as the head of DC and was like, like fix it, like fix the direction that we're going in? What would you do? Oh, I, <laughs> I keep Gal. Everyone else would be gone now, and yeah. we'd all we'd start all over. My friend said the my friend said scrap everything, start over. I, I'd keep her though. Keep Wonder Woman how she was. Woman, I think yeah. because at this point now. When you see her, you see Wonder Woman like when she's not wearing her outfit anymore, which is good. Which she should she should stay. Like the other guys, like if Cyborg, whoever played Cyborg in the movie, walked in my room right now, I wouldn't know who he was. was. Yeah, and Ben Affleck, I will never see Ben Affleck. I still see Ben Affleck as Daredevil over (laughs) Batman. Um, Henry Cavill. I really liked him as Superman. I think he was getting close to being to being Superman. But, you know, if that's how he rolls, I mean, if he wants to roll, he could roll. And we we just go with Wonder Woman, man. Wonder Woman would be the new person to uh put the team together in the next one for me. And we'd have to, to figure that out. With, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think they need to keep sticking out with like the solo movies. I do too. Build your characters. Yeah, one one and a half movie for like all of them is not good. Like there was 
three Iron Mans before Avengers, right? Or two? Right. Two. Yeah, like it, they need at least two, at least. But especially for those where like there's never been any talk of them and they're not in all the other movies making cameos after the credits and stuff like yeah. the you know they had a lot of extra to do to do what they thought they were doing so DC's it hurts man I love I love some of those those characters but fuck it hurts and I'd also probably get down on my knees and ask Christian Bale to come back <laughs> That would be my other thing yeah, I'd do as a good move, yeah. As the director of, of uh DC from now on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's like, you know, Christian, we need you, man. This isn't it. You've seen the movies. <laughs> yeah, he probably has been watching like damn y'all fuck it up. Good thing I left what I did. <laughs> right. And I, I think, think he's a smart guy, so And you know, it it does take a lot out of the actors though, to to be that person, you know, because from from what I read about it, usually these these like superheroes, you, you sign on for to play a character, but because you're doing that in more than one movie, you sign like a contract. Mm-hmm. So this is was the Ben Affleck issue came from. He was signed up to play Batman for like so many years, and he you know he didn't like the direction that they were taking it. And he was like, I don't want to do this. Right. That's that's tough for those for all those. Plus, you also get typecast, right? That, a lot of the time. That's where I was going. It, you like now, everything Gal is gonna be in from now on, she'll be the girl that was in Wonder Woman. Yeah. They'll forget she was in Fast and Furious. You know, they'll sh- they'll forget her other little movies she was in before that, or her modeling, whatever she did. She'll be Wonder Woman from now on, which is tough on the actor, but it's. It makes the movies better to me. Like Robert Downey is done; he but be- he can't do anything else. Yeah. And Chris Evans, I know he's you know whatever is gonna happen in this next one, but um, I know he has his other ventures. He's directing and stuff, but you know, for a long time he'll still be Captain America, and so you know it goes throughout the cast for Marvel pretty much a lot of them the heroes at least yeah alright uh, anything else for movies no moving on no that's it alright I'm gonna uh, hit the segue song Fucking nine to five around the 
trip, dead or in jail. American Ninja to these obstacles, no stopping me, we on the move. Your mouth running like a prostitute, keep your head to yourself. I work harder than anybody you know. I'm done with tricks, don't need no money to blow. Deadly aim, self-contained, superstar, they yell the name. Blood diamonds, finna go to hell for my chain. A P fitted on my head, though. Too high, you can't reach me with the cell phone. No goodbyes, no hellos. You don't want this life I live. You rather have a wife and kids. Shooting dice with Jesus Christ for 20 on the midnight. To everyone who sell me drugs, don't mix it with that bullshit. I'm hoping not to join the 27 Club. Just want the coke dealer house with the velvet rug. Fuck the world, it's no one else but us. Somebody tell him go home. I don't know. I was in the crib with my different shit. Simple living, I'm a hypocrite. Cause I'm filthy rich, got businesses. Been had wifey, had mistresses. Been trying to tell you what my vision is, but y'all still ain't listening. The world ain't winning, it's just beginning. And I've been bounced part of like Michigan. I got stats. They got opinions, I got facts. Wrong left home, but he came back. This what raised me, made me rap. BA's baby, I ain't been a PA lately. See, I left and they call me shady. I'm a white rapper, they always call me shady. Got no idea what I'm contemplating, I guess.
R.I.P. Mac Miller, man. R.I.P. Mac. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, we lost Mac Miller this past week. In case you haven't, uh, if you weren't a fan, maybe you just don't know. But um, that was Mac right there. And you know, a lot of times with these guys, I hate to say it, but the the lyrics sound eerie sometimes, you know, once they're gone. Yeah. And um, sometimes you can hear Mac, you know, what seems to be a cry out for help, you know, about drugs and depression and stuff. But, yeah, man, it's tough. These artists need support systems, man. and like people take it where creating a conversation about it yeah like I really love what you know Kevin Love is doing in the NBA and DeRozan and some of those guys yeah like just creating a conversation and being aware about it I think it makes a huge difference about anxiety and depression and stuff yeah 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 sure it's tough man at the end of the day it comes down to the person and, and how they choose to deal with it yeah, yeah, and and you know I, I also think when especially artists they have a hard time keeping up with friends and keeping up with people they trust, and you know you, these guys, not everyone is built the same, you know, like um, not every artist can go and sip a bottle of lean a day like Wayne could, or you know. Uh, perks and stuff like Future can and you gotta know that you know you're just not the same as everyone you can't just, just hang with guys that because they're in the same genre um, I think a lot of times we assume artists are friends because they hang out sometimes and that's really not it you know it, they have to have a solid friendship of people who were there before you know, people who really got their back, because, you know, I don't think all artists really have each other's backs, to the extent of depression, I mean, you know? Right. Um, but they should, and they're in the same business, and they, they only they know how it works. They Only they know how much it takes on your body, on your mind. Um, you know, they got to help each other, man. You know, they go, they do the same things. Right. Like you said, the NBA, they're working together to, you know, help each other. And yeah, man, the very least you could do is create a conversation about it. Cause I mean, it's not hurting anybody. You're not, you don't really have to put forth even that much effort into it at that point. Right. And it, something small like talking about it can help. So I, I really don't see any reason to not do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's tough, man. He had some great projects. Great projects. Great music. I know. I know. I wasn't kind to him for his last one. It wasn't good. Uh, that, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's 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 actually. I mean, it's not really funny, but <clears throat> it kind of 
kind of proves my point that his last one was bad because obviously when when the news broke that he he died um, everybody was posting you know his, his favorite tracks his favorite projects uh, and then I'm not gonna lie to you nobody was posting his latest album I know I think some people who were upset about him dying didn't even know he had a new album yeah uh, Ariana's response was a little late to me but I get it she cut off all her comments and stuff people were harassing her and that's really messed up to me did you hear about that yeah that was really I mean that was wrong man like to go saying oh you're the reason you made him depressed and all that like and then his best friend comes out and says if it wasn't for Ariana he would have been on worse drugs anyway like you know people you don't know what these people are going through man and you don't know what's happening behind the scenes um we don't know why they broke up so you really can't put the blame on anyone except for you know the people who were there at the time you know like people who were in the house that day if someone was in the house or you know you know they're the people you got a question say you know what happened like how do we stop something like this from happening it's, that's like what the third overdose this year. Uh, I mean, I haven't been keeping the count, but for I'm talking about for artists. I saw I saw a graphic of like all the artists, all the you know top artists that passed away this year, and I believe they said three of them were due to drugs. And it, I mean, yeah, man, it, we gotta we gotta stop. And in that song I, I just played, I mean, it, it's, he even mentions about stuff being in his drugs and that he doesn't want to be in the 27 Club. Like, yeah. I mean, he was thinking about stuff like this and he, he couldn't stop. And, you know, someone should have been there to help him, man. That's all. Uh, and for, and there were, like, from what, I, from what I've seen from people who knew him, that he was a great dude, so that's that always sucks, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does suck. He had a lot of people come out and support. A lot of people telling him, you know, saying that they he made their lives better, and yeah. I don't think anyone can ask for much more than, you know, when you pass that people say you made them life their life better, you know, and unfortunately, a lot of people don't get that um after their death but getting that is is an honor you know yeah definitely um yeah uh you got you got anything else on mac yeah man he was a great artist he fucking sucks that we lost him yeah yep all right uh so on a lighter note, uh, we got more albums to talk about. Um, what la- was that last podcast I mentioned, Troy? It was the one before. La- was it last? It might have been last. Well, one of the last two podcasts I mentioned uh, Troy Savon's album Bloom that I listened to, and 
you know, I, I really enjoyed it, but I didn't want to get too deep into it because uh, I know Mike hadn't listened to it yet, and he has now. So, um, so what do you what do you think, man? The more I listen to it, the 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 more likely I think it will be in my. As of right now, it's probably my number one album of the year. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I mean, it just sounds so good. <laughs> it, it like you really have to search to find a flaw on this album. I know, man. I, like, I, you have to sit there and break down every song to find a flaw. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> besides running shoes, which is kind of like a, a, a kind of like a too slow like note to close on. Yeah. For me, at least, I thought the other ele- eleven songs were incredible. Yeah. And I mean, I still, I'm still listening to it. Like, I still had it playing earlier. And yeah. I've played it for so many people at this point. Everybody's loved it. I mean, everybody's asking me, who is this guy? Like, his voice sounds really good, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he, his album is, is perfection. And I, I really enjoyed his first project. I don't know if it was an album or just a project, whatever it was. I really enjoyed it. Um, and... Well, when I say I really enjoyed it, I enjoyed it, but I had no intentions of like listening to him again. When I saw this and I and I remembered the name, I was like, you know what? Let me let me go to this. And I have the same opinion, man. It's my it's my number one of the year. It's flawless. Um, yeah, I I don't know what I can say bad about it, but it just has everything you would want in a pop kind of album. You know, it has upbeat, it has slow, it has soft, it has grit to the lyrics, you know, as much grit as pop will get. Um, it's a great project, man. It, it's such a reflection of his, who he is, I feel like. Uh, yeah, he, and he captures every emotion that he goes for, He like he captures it. Yes, yes, exactly. And like, I mean, it's one of those albums when you finish, you're like, man, I know this guy. Like, <laughs> that's how that's how I felt after I finished it, man. I was like, you know what? I think I know this dude. Like, because of that emotion, the emotions he, you know, he gave off. It was just, it's a great project. Man. I, I encourage everyone to listen to it. Everyone. It, this, this, like, I, I can pretty much guarantee everyone will like this. Yeah. It's uh, that good. And if you don't like it, you're really just trying not to like it. That's that's really what I feel like. Right, right. Uh, um, yeah, man. So, shout out to Troy Savon, man. Well, this this album will be popping up on the on the jams, on the end of the year list, and all the <laughs> all that stuff, man. Yeah, it, it's it'll be it's my number one too right now, for sure. For sure. Uh. And I think it's the most flawless album this year. I think it's the best, like, technically speaking, best album of the year. Yeah, right. Just from, I mean, I, I don't want to say that because there are genres that I miss. Like, you know, I if a country fan is going to come up to me and tell me that 
so and so's album was you know flawless. I, I can't argue because I it's not my music. Right. But what helps about pop is that pop really is for everybody, you know? Yeah, it's, it's universal. It is. It is. So it's. I think it's one of those that universally should be, you know, everyone will agree that it's, well, everyone could agree that it's the best album of the year. That's what I'm saying. Obviously, like you said, with country, just some people just won't agree. They just, you know, don't have that ear for it. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, what else? What else did you listen to, man? What's what else we got to talk about album wise? Uh, some of the smaller. Um, I'm still I'm still really enjoying Kyle's project. Now, there's a lot of songs I I don't have anymore. Mm-hmm. But the songs that I have kept uh, are are really good and a lot of fun to listen to. Yeah, man. I I didn't get to I didn't get to get to that, but I need to. I need to touch on Kyle, man. I'll get I'll be on that by the time we record again. For yeah, sure. Definitely check out Light of Mind, man. It's a great project. Maybe it's maybe it might be a, a touch too long. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, the songs like none of the songs are bad to the point where like it's a drag. All of the songs are at least you know decent filler tracks. Right. I got you. So yeah, man, and a lot of a lot of hits here that have gone under the radar. Okay. I'll save. I'll save. Like I'm not gonna call him out because I want you to listen to it. But yeah, it's a good project. Okay. Uh, uh the other little one I heard uh, that you you praised was Joey Perp. Uh, eye drops. Eye drops. Yeah, that's old now though. But go ahead. No, it is. It's a little bit of a throwback, but I was preparing myself because you know I I hadn't listened to him before. And he had a project coming, and I wanted to see what he sounded like. Yeah. Um, and Eye Drops is weird for me. Eye Drops is one of those, almost like, it was it was too, it was too much rap, and there wasn't anything else there for me to take. Yeah. And when when I'm listening to eleven songs of straight rap. Like you really have to catch me with the with the substance with what you're talking about. Yeah. And uh, some of these songs just didn't do that. Right. I get. I get that. That makes sense but, to me. But there, there was there was a good. I mean, I like the last two songs a lot. This, the Winter Circle and Escape were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those, the Chance song was a lot of fun. The Mick Jenkins song was good. Uh, Say you do. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, it's it's a good project. I'm not. Is it one of what, what was it that you said? Is it like one of the greatest mixtapes ever? Whoa, 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 I said it was one of my favorites. Okay, I want to say it's one of the greatest. Let's not is get it, carried away. Okay, okay. It, it, is it one of my favorites? No, but I I could see myself going back to especially the Vic Mensa song. Yeah, it's a great song. The Vic Mensa song will be will be coming back for sure. Yeah, and I I did listen to his project and I was disappointed as a fan of his. But, um, you know, I think he went from someone who I considered a, you know, pretty good lyricist to, I think, you know, maybe some guys said, you know, I really like it when you do that other thing. And it's just kind of a lot, a lot of trash talk on there. It's not really a, it just doesn't seem well put together. It didn't seem like the songs had flow for an, for an album. I, you know, I wouldn't feel it, but 
again, I, if you want to listen to it, I'll let you listen to it before I get too deep into it. But, um, yeah, man, I, I didn't really enjoy it that much. I will say that. Uh, let's go to Russ, man. What you got yeah, for me, with Russ? Kinda, I was kind of putting on. <clears throat> what do I got for you? I want I want to hear your thoughts first, cause uh, like it's kind of kind of like depend on what I say. Like depends on what you say. R- Russ, the uh, Russ is the class clown of the uh rap industry. Well, not even the class clown. He's the misfit. He's the kid that's sitting eating lunch by himself. Um, and it's he kind of digs that own hole for him with his uh, antics, I guess, and his takes on stuff. And he, you know, he thinks everyone is out to get him. And I, it reflected in this album to me. But the album was good. Like I, I mean, it it wasn't something that I would say is like one of the best things I've heard and you know I've heard Russ before so it wasn't like a shock but I mean I think that even the people who clown Russ could find something to like about Russ on this album I think the album has a lot of uh, a lot of sides to him I guess and it was pretty good man it wasn't it was good. It was good. It wasn't great. It was good, though. And I didn't mind listening to it. I never got the urge to turn it off. And uh, I didn't necessarily replay replay any songs, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed listening to it. I thought it was pretty smooth. I thought some of his hooks were good. His lyrics were decent. I think he tells pretty good stories. Um, Yeah, man. That's it. That's all I got. I can't pick out any songs. I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat, to be honest with you. I'm not really... I didn't disagree with, I don't think, anything you said. Yeah. It, um, he, I mean, I, I listened to it a little bit more. I, I, I like this album a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a good album. A lot of these songs are, are good to just have, like, on. Yeah. A, a, lot of these so- a lot of good vibe songs on this album, which I thought he was missing in his last album, or his first one. Right. But yeah, uh, I thought it hit me a little bit different. Like what you said about the the stuff he talks about is doesn't really get you. Uh huh. I thought the first three songs were like they didn't sound bad, but it was the same thing in all three songs. Yeah. And I was like, dude, like I like how many more? Like there's what nine more songs at that point? I'm like. Dude, are you only gonna talk about like what was he talking about? Um, you know, calling calling everybody out and having an issue with everybody. Yeah. Yeah, man. I was just like, dude, like I I've had enough of this. But then it, it hit uh, missing you crazy, which was which was solid, and I thought five through eight was just about as as flawless as it could get for like a stretch. Yeah. I thought. Voicemail, Parkstone Drive, Begging You, and Serious Great. Were, were phenomenal songs. All four of them were so good. Uh, there was enough, there was creativity in every song that was different from the song before. Mm-hmm. 
um, and he found a way to, to like the stuff he was talking about to kind of add a little more flavor to it to make the song sound good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's tough with him. It's tough with him because the the substance is always what what I have an issue with. Right. It just he doesn't capture me with the storytelling. Like even yeah. even if the vibe is good, you have to catch me at least to some extent with what you're saying. Right. I got you. And and he just he just he cannot he does not do that well at all. Yeah, I I feel you. But this album, man, a lot of these songs sound really good, and I'm—I mean, I'm not bringing up every song, uh, but there, there's other songs here that that you could take away. Like you said, the Rick Ross song was cool. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't really feeling the last. I, mean, I think my my least favorite tracks were the first and last song. Okay. I thought fuck that was like. It was it was cool because it was aggressive and it was a little more like confrontational that. Than even his other songs are. Yeah. But he just doesn't have the voice to pull off that like aggressive tone of rapping that he was going for. And from the other songs, it just felt unnecessary. Like Yeah. Like that could have been a bonus track or like a single he released after the album or something. That's cool, but like it didn't need to be on the album. It definitely was a I won't say tainted, but definitely was a blemish on a good album to me. Well, yeah, man. Like you said, with everything else, this is a good album. Uh, I do recommend people listen. I, I think this is a, a step in the right direction for him. Um, now he has to be careful of because I know he does everything solo. Yeah. He has to be careful, and I think he's already going through it a little bit. He can't let it get stale. Right. Where where the content becomes, and and I see a lot of people who have that issue with him. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like, and you could say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's justified if you st- say that, for sure. Right. I think this album is a step in the right direction, man. I, he he showed me some sounds here that I didn't know he could create. Yeah, he he showed a little bit of versatility as we talked last time. He did. He showed a little bit of it to me. I want I wanted to come in here and like shit on it and be controversial about Russ like everybody else is, but I, I can't lie, man. I like the album. Yeah. I, I I went back to it several times and was like, look, I mean, this album, the it it holds up well and you know with with every listen, so it, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you hear anything else? Any other? New music? Any other projects? No. I, I went back to some of the older stuff. Uh, I went back uh, to Rolling Papers 2 a little bit, surprisingly. <laughs> okay. Um, there's some cool songs on there. Yeah, the whole project is, is not great, but yeah, it took some cool songs. I agree. You know, I, I heard I heard a couple of the songs in, like, I think like people's videos I don't, I don't think it was people's snaps but like I've heard other people listening to the songs and it sounds like better than when I listened to it the first time for some reason yeah. but not that much better <laughs> that's fair man I'm, I wouldn't get mad at you for saying that yeah 
Uh, hey, Boogie's shit is still playing here and there. I mean, Deja Vu, Check, Pull Up are all all songs that are going to be playing probably into 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a little bit of J-Rock. Uh, that's about it, though, for me, for, like, projects. All right. Um, I did listen to Estelle's project, and... Um, you know, I get, I get the Caribbean craze, and Estelle can do it because she's not American. But it just gets uh, it gets old after a while, you know. Because she makes music in America, that Drake is taking the Caribbean thing. Rihanna, even though Rihanna started with it and left it, she came back to it. You know, Chris Brown did a little bit. Um, Nikki does it sometimes. So that was really the only thing I could s- that kind of made me not like her album. But um it just wasn't it wasn't really for me when it comes to that. But it was a good project, man. If you like Estelle, if you're R and B slash um dance hall kind of fan, you know, Estelle is good. If you liked American Boy from back in the day, some of her other projects You'll probably like this too. That's for mainly the the ladies out there who like Estelle, but fellas, you how like long, Estelle how too. How long is the project? Uh, it was long, man. It felt long. Let me see. Yeah, it's fourteen songs. That's manageable. I'll, I'll, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I tell you what. What um bad thing about an album being too long. I was going to go back to Jacquees' album like several days ago. <laughs> but man, that thing, it was like 20, 18, 20 songs. Yeah. I was like, dude, I can't do it. Yeah, I got you. What else? Anything else? Um, nah, man. I got some news, though. A couple of news. Oh, there's a lot of news. Yeah, you want you want to just roll there's to the news? Of, yeah, man. What you want to talk about first? Let's talk about Kanye, man. Not too much, though. But right. the watch the drone. What's up? Watch the drone too. I mean, what is up? I don't know. I don't know why. He... So him and Jay Z are cool again. That's what I missed. Apparently. They're cool enough to have watched the throne too. You know what would be really wild? <laughs> if he came out with Watch the Throne 2 and it was him and somebody else. That would be probably the wildest thing of the year. That would be the wildest thing he ever did. <laughs> Jay-Z like, has no idea what he's talking about. And he comes out <laughs> and he drops and it's like him and Pusha T is the new throne. <laughs> that would be wild. I could... I can picture Kanye doing some shit like that too. Me too, but I think Jay Z would have said something about him not knowing what's going on already. But would. that would have been that would be hilarious. He missed the opportunity <laughs> to shock the world. <laughs> I mean, am I excited for the question comes down to am I excited for Watch the Throne Two? Yeah. And the 
answer is a resounding and, and high volume fuck no. <laughs> I mean, why would I be? Right. I mean, Kanye. Kanye hasn't impressed me in late in recent years, and I gotta be honest, Jay Z. I mean, 444 was a good project, but it didn't have a lot of staying power for me. Right. Uh, yeah, it, man, it was so like a first them, listen thing for me. Yeah, them teaming up for something like this, it just it doesn't have the same energy as the first one. It's one of those one of those situations where the sequel is just never as good as the original. And honestly, to me, man, the original the was just... It's was, not that good. Thank yes. you. It was just so you. much hype. Like, it had two... It had like really two songs. Two, two, three I like. and a half hits. That's it. Yeah. Like, they act like this is legendary project. Like, it's just not. No, it's not at all. <laughs> so, I don't, I'm not looking for it either, man. And Jay-Z, you're right. 444 was good. The first time I heard it, I was like, wow, this is great. Second time, uh, it's all right. Third time, I don't want to hear this again. And Kanye, his last two albums... You know, three albums. Wait, yeah, his last three albums. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not rolling. So. I, yeah, man, man, Kanye. I guess this, we could connect this. What did you think of the song that he dropped with? <laughs> with low pump. Man, like I said, I I didn't even finish the song. I didn't like it at all. And the song is not that long for those who are wondering. <laughs> it's only like two two minutes. Like I said, I didn't finish the song. Now, is it Kanye featuring Lil Pump or Lil Pump featuring Kanye? I think it's Kanye featuring Lil Pump. Okay. I gotta say, Lil Pump... Lil Pump probably sounded about as good as I've ever heard him sound. Yeah, man. Lil Pump's last couple songs. Just from like a vocal perspective. Yeah. Like he just sounded good. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm I'm interested to see what he what he attempts to do in the near future. A little pump. Yeah, but in terms of this, this yeah, like you said, the song you didn't finish it. I mean, you saved time for you know better things because the song sucks. <laughs> right, video was funny, but song nah. Um, Some of the lines are funny, but like overall, it's just come on, man. Right. Yeah. Um, why is he working with the, all these people? Is it to stay relevant? Him and he's For working sure. with Six Nine next. For sure. Okay. I don't need. We don't need to get too much into it. Freak. No, we don't. But I mean, at this point, everybody knows Kanye, kind of. So. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Why is Drake asking Heidi Klum out? Why does Drake wow, like older that is women? Not, that is not the next thing I thought you were going for. <laughs> well, it's the next thing I was thinking. Oh, man, so, that's funny. I don't know, man. You caught me off guard with that one. So. <laughs> you heard about it, though, right? Not at all. Oh. <laughs> well. Yeah, I'm behind on this one. Uh, she didn't even text him back, I guess. Um, yeah, I guess he he slid in. He texted her. 
that's beneath Drake to do that. Well, you know, <laughs> I guess why? Why is it? How do you? I don't know, man. I think the mystique, the mystique of his like female interaction, kind of creates that, like that vibe almost. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, because we just assume he's just getting women every night. That. It it seems like he doesn't need a Heidi Klum. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm rolling with that. But, I mean, Drake likes older women, though. He does. He does. Hey, man. Better for him. Good for him. <laughs> anyway, uh, Bryson. Yes. Thank you. for Thank you, Bryson. Have you heard it? No, I missed... What is this? Song? Huh? Is it, this is a song you're talking about? Yeah. A cover. Okay, Bryson? Yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm going to pull it up. And yeah, Bryson, man... <sighs> He's getting me excited. I know <laughs> the way I just saw it didn't seem like I was getting yeah. excited, but... No, I, I gotta have some reservations, you know. He's getting me excited, man, and he needs to slow down. I think. Well, no, he doesn't need to slow down because he's been going slow for a long time, and it, it's almost it's almost the time. So he might as well let it rip. You know, might as well let it rip now, right? Yeah, I got you. I mean, yeah, I, I think it's good to be excited, man. I, more power to him if he puts out a phenomenal or great he doesn't even need to put out a great project man if he puts out a good album with with a couple hits I, I think that's a step forward considering the last one I totally agree yeah I'm I'm, a, I'm gonna let you know you'll be familiar with the song the original Yeah. 
Well, there you have it. Bryson, finesse. I like it, man. I like the his rendition. Yeah. Uh He's playing with us, man, right now. Man. Throwing these little things out. Acting like he's going to come with some fire on the album. I and I I hope there's a Drake feature. Just one. That's all I ask. I need it. I need it. <laughs> I need it to, man. Just one. I need it. Please, Bryson, just bless, bless the fans. Give the fans what they want. I want a Drake and I want another Tory song. That's all. The other one is going on Tory's album. You know, usually that, usually the artists will do that reciprocation. I give you one, you give me one. So, you know, let's see. I want that. And then, uh, you know, I'll take this. Well, not this, but I'll take this energy from Bryson. For the rest of the album, I'm good, man. I mean, just give it to us, Bryson. Give us the, give us the release date. You know, whatever. Um, keep the release date if you're gonna give it to us. Right. Exactly. What, I'm I'm really getting tired of that shit. They're pushing it back four times a year just to like, from from March to fucking October. Yeah, Nikki was dropping her album all year long. I. <laughs> It seemed like every time she spoke, it was another release date coming out. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that might be all the music news I have. I thought I had more than that, but you got anything? Uh, I mean, we're going to talk about the beef, the Cardi B and Nikki. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, that's cool. A disgusting pig. Was, was thrown out. Yeah. That's among, among other... Other uh, words that were not kind. That's... It's very interesting. <laughs> but... I don't know... I mean, I'd like to know what really is going on behind the scenes. There's more to it, yeah, obviously. That, that's, what it, that's what it comes down to, is just, like, us not having all the, the inside scoop. Yep. Um... I mean, we kind of talked about it when it comes to... Remember we, we talked about Nikki's uh, album sales and how she was basically being a bitch? Yeah. I mean, this just seems more like more of that. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I don't know. The, the, that's, the issue comes from you don't really know who to blame because they're both, they're both saying that the other party started it. Um... I think they both look worse as a result, to be honest. Yeah, um, I do too. It just It's petty, man. It doesn't need to be the case. If anything, I would have loved for, for Nicki to have a Cardi B feature on, on the album. Me too. Or vice versa, or Cardi B had a Nicki feature on her album. I think Cardi B... Well, I think they both would have benefited... Either way, either way it went, it would have helped both their albums. I think. Yeah, man, I think they're both they're both ta- talented enough to where they could find like chemistry with their music. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a it's a petty situation that again, like I would rather not have be happening. Yeah. I don't know why Nikki is going through all this stuff, man. It seems like. 
it almost seems like it's at times for the radio show. Uh huh. Because ever since all this controversial shit has gone on, like it's helped her radio show get off. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it also gives her um, content to talk about. Right. It gives us fucking competition. <laughs> right. <laughs> nah. I mean, I, I listen to like pieces of her radio, and and she's actually good, man. I, I actually think she could like really make make something happen with like a podcast or. Or like she's doing now, a radio show. Yeah. She, she's an entertaining and interesting enough personality to do that. Right. She is, for sure. But, yeah, it's just stupid that I'll, I feel like she should be above and beyond a lot of this stuff. I agree. Like, she's, she should... <clears throat> I don't know if she is, but I feel like she's been on top of the game so long... That she should almost consider herself above like petty beefs and and, and things like that of that nature. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's the fans that put that doubt in your mind. It's not you. You know. I'm yeah. sure she has always felt she was up there, but it's the fans that say, you know, oh, this new girl Cardi B, she's as good as Nicki, whatever, which is insane to say, but. You know, somebody says it. You can find... People do say it. Yeah, you can find just about anything on the internet that somebody said. Like, any crazy statement, I bet you could find on the internet that somebody did say it. You know? And that's one of those to me. Um, Speaking of uh, reconciliation, Drake and Meek. Uh, welcome back to the friendship, I guess. I like it. I like On the outside, Drake is, he made friends with Tori, he's made friends with Meek, you know. Um, but how, how come Drake doesn't put other artists on his album? Like, he's had the same artists on his album. Because other, like, regular artists are just not, are not good enough to be on his album. And I think he realizes he just makes just as much money with being on their album, probably more money being on their album than he would with them being on his, you know? Yeah. Which is wild, but... Yeah, I think Drake is just, like, his content is so good that it doesn't... I mean, I don't I don't really, like, ask for features when I'm listening to his project. Right. I don't sit there. I mean, a lot and a lot of people I do do that for, like Russ. <laughs> like Russ, Russ would have been a lot better if he sprinkled in a couple features here and there. Right. And and I'm not talking about like you know every song has a fucking group of people on it. Right. Like it's a DJ Khaled album, but yeah, man, just just work with a person or two. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Creates, it creates interesting combinations too. Like, like who would have thought Lil Uzi and and what's his name sound good together? Right. Uh, Playboy Cardi. Like, I never would have thought that. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I like it, man. This whole the him bringing Meek on stage. They they made again. They made good music before, so I want more of that. 
Yeah, I would like it too. Definitely. The beef, like the whole beef thing, to me is like overrated, honestly. Yeah. Just because, just because, at this point, I look at it from a, if a beef is hindering you from putting out good music, then like, why are you having a beef? Like, there's, it's not benefiting you to have the beef. Yeah. So that's that's what it comes down to for me. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Um, that's all I got, man. Young Thug was the other one I wanted to talk about uh, in terms of getting in trouble. Oh, okay. How do you get in trouble? Uh, he's what is he being like arrested for charged with like a ton of years in prison? For what? Great. I thought you would know this. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I I just saw he's he's getting um. Yeah, man, I'm I'm honestly not uh not caught up on the situation. I just know Young Thug is in trouble. Todd Allison got arrested too. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit, right? I don't know. Did we? I feel like you mentioned it uh last week. Okay, well, yeah. Um, felony drug charges yeah. in Georgia. I see now. That's his name? <laughs> looks, looks like it is. Oh, wow. Eight felonies? Five felony violations. Well. Yeah, so it's a ton of charges about, you know, looks like drugs. I didn't know he was on tour with J. Cole. Yeah, and, and he was going to be at so the Dreamville Fest or whatever, wasn't he? I believe so, yeah. I got. I got to be honest. I do like how he signs his name. But <laughs> have you seen it? I think so. Yeah. It's nice. He could go without the hearts and Williams, but the rest of it is nice. No, young, young Thug is. is I mean, like, I I talked about it with his previous album, but he makes he makes creative music, and that's always I'm always gonna praise that. Uh huh. It's not always it's not always gonna sound good. It's more often than not it's gonna sound terrible, but like you gotta you gotta give somebody effort for trying to do something like different. Yeah. So yeah, man, it sucks. I hope he's not I hope he's not out of music for a really long time. Well he said his out al- he's gonna let his album out before he goes in. Or he's yeah. gonna set it to be released before he go if he goes in before he goes in whatever How, you know whatever's going on he said he's gonna let the album out right well I, either way even if the album does get released I still want him to get his life together just because I like I, I like his presence in the industry uh huh like I said it brings like a different vibe that no, no other artist really can bring right so that, that's always cool yeah, it is. But yeah, that's that. I think that's it for the topics we covered. Yeah, I think a lot, a lot of news, a lot of new stuff going on. Yeah, we did. Um, uh, keep an eye out for Six Lakhs album, aka Black. 
uh, No Names album. Um, I'm going to be on those for sure. Um, you got anything else? Um, there's not anything. Is there something big that's coming out either like this week or next week? Albums? Yeah. I don't think so. Let me see. Yeah, I don't see anything. Hey, Young Dolph. Young Dolph, whenever that drops, I'm listening. 21st, I got you. I don't see anything this the, weekend. Okay, that's fine. Tori Kelly is coming back. Six, okay. I'm going to be listening to Six Slack quite a bit. I am too. Um, I'll listen to Six Slack and No Name. That's it, really, for me this weekend. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try to hit up a project from like a few years back or like a throwback project and, and give my thoughts on it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I, I like finding shit that I missed. Yeah. Like good projects that I missed from years past. Yeah. It's always like, it's always a fun un- unlocking the, those albums. Right. I gotcha. Um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit my gym. Uh, uh, I gotta figure out how to pronounce this because I didn't take French; I took Spanish. Jet, uh, Jet, is that is that right? I love you. Do you know? Ah, oh, dude, I took. It's funny. I took three years of French and can barely speak a fucking word of it. Jutador, that's how you say it. Yeah, that's the name of this song. Uh, by Silo Nasra and Ty Sinaj. Uh, yeah, check it out. You really going in the, the gem, like hidden gem. Yeah, hidden.
Yeah, so that was Jutador uh, by uh, Silo, Nasra, and Ty Sinaj. Uh, I delved a little deep into his his uh, discography. Um, that's Silo Nasra. He's the uh, main artist on there. And I um I found some found some good things. I liked liked what I found digging. Uh I think I think he has potential for people who don't know him. But um Yeah, uh as usual, uh we're going to close it out with a throwback. Don't make you a Go ahead. Man, even though we shitted on B.O.B. many moons ago, uh, I still got a little bit of faith. Uh-huh. And that's what this throwback is dedicated and to. And we'll see you guys next time. Rest in peace, Mac Miller, again. Um, Definitely. You know, tune in, subscribe, follow us on Instagram, you know.
Help!